Welcome back to the Let's Talk podcast. Today's episode was very spontaneous and it happened on Instagram Live. So if you're not already following me there, definitely give me a follow at joellepoir underscore J-O-E-L-L-E-P-H-U-A underscore. And today we're going to be talking about why we shouldn't really be surprised at the debacle that happened with the Mahjong line or the terrorism that happened at the US Capitol yesterday on the 6th of January 2021. So if you're listening to this in the future and wondering what is going on, don't worry, I'm going to give you some context as I go into the episode. And so if you have any questions, definitely DM me on Instagram or email me, which you can find in the podcast show notes. And I want to say, even though the two incidents look very different on the outside, they are very similar at the core and both typify what white supremacy, capitalism, neocolonialism and all the rest of it look like. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Why I'm doing this is to basically you know talk about the bigger picture because people don't talk about this um and it's really easy to just just individually like you know focus on individual issues for example the ones we're going to be talking about today are you know the marginal line and also you know the craziness at the u.s capitol yesterday it's important to realize that yes they are significant in and of their own like as events but actually they are simply symptoms of the larger issue and they are coming to light okay um, and I thought I might as well put my sociology degree to good use. So um, here we are. Um, as always, if you have any questions, please drop them below. I will be answering some questions that some people have um, sent in earlier. But if you have any questions about like capitalism, new co- neoliberalism, colonialism and all that stuff, because they are big words and big concepts that we aren't taught. Um, so like literally any questions are welcome. So basically, we're going to split this into like three sections. So like the symptoms, um, the problem, as in the the bigger issue, and kind of how we can combat this. So the cure, right? Um, so let's get started with the symptom. So we're going to talk about the module line first. So a little bit of a background. So I'm actually recording this for the podcast. So for anyone who's listening on the podcast right now, Um, The background is that these three ladies in Dallas decided to respectfully refresh Marjol. And we won't get too much into it, but you can read their website at themarjolonline.com. Obviously, they have changed a lot of stuff and their, um, you know, statement was um, inadequate. But anyway, um, the the issue wasn't that they changed the Marjol lines, the Marjol tiles in itself, although the um, design is a little bit shocking. Um, the issue is that it is basically a an offshoot of neo-colonialism. They decided that, you know, centuries-old traditional Chinese modern tiles were not good enough, were not good enough for their audience, who are probably also white women, um, white middle-class, middle-aged women, um, although, you know, they, anyway, whatever. Um, so... <laughs> Um, the reason why this is big part of a bigger problem is that if you look at the history, they even talk about this, um, that this American businessman went to China and was like, oh, wow, this cool game called Mahjong, let me bring it back. But actually, let's simplify it and change it because it's too complicated. Um, I'm not sure that what that indicates other than maybe Americans might not understand the complexity and the, um, the deep symbolism within the game of Mahjong. 
Um, and it basically shows the Eurocentric power imbalance, right? Because not only did the modern line, you know, basically gaslight and manipulate a lot of the uh, response that they've, that they've had in their um, statement, it also shows that, you know, they are able to take something and modify it to be palatable for the European white European taste. And um, of course, that is that is symbolic of capitalism and racism in itself. Um, and and can you imagine the, this white American dude going to like Chinese villages to buy up all the mahjong um, sets to sell to white Americans for them to play in like these uh, game rooms? Um, and they they would often dress up in like in quotes like Oriental dress, right? Um, which is disgusting in and of itself. So why is this actually problematic, right? So we've already said that this is, uh, you know, this is, this is an offshoot of like colonialism. And actually, if you look at their apology, and you know, you know, they said they welcome constructive criticism, but obviously, as a lot of people have said, and we have noticed, they turned off their comments, they cut turned off their um, story tags, they turned, they they took down their highlights, they took off the photos that were of the founders and other people like marketing material of like white white ladies <laughs> playing mahjong, um, you know. But they, who gets to decide what is constructive criticism and what is not? right obviously it's them because whatever they don't deem as constructive criticism they can just kind of like wave aside um and amy i can see your question um but we will get to that in a second and um yes this 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 is this is just one small example of cultural appropriation um which you know um it's just it's it's not even the question of what is and what isn't cultural appropriation. It is about, you know, um, it's just all of this like racial colonialism and capitalism coming to light. And this is the epitome of why we're not just being sensitive. It's the epitome of why, you know, this actually matters. Because as we have seen, this escalates into what happened at the US Capitol yesterday. So to answer your question, Amy, uh, did you expect what happened yesterday to happen? I mean, as we have seen as follows of like social commentators, like on uh, like politicians, um, on Instagram, uh, most pages, and also just, just people, it's shocking, but not surprising. That's what I always say to these things, you know, like these people are not any more crazy or any less rational than any of us. And that is very scary to think about, okay? Because if we were in their shoes, consuming the same media, talking to the same people, that would have been us as well. We are we are just as susceptible to these ideologies, such as neoliberalism, capitalism, right? We are literally just as susceptible. So we cannot say, especially as British people, we cannot say that we are any less, uh, we are any less like crazy as them, right? Um, and it's really important to actually, uh, you know, recognizing that the framing of these events is really important as well. Um, of course, we cannot compare to what happened with the Black Lives Matters um, protests last year. You cannot compare because the motivations and the roots of them are completely different. 
um, the display of violence and just insanity yesterday was is a is a shoot is a seedling of white supremacy of colonialism of capitalism right um and you know and failure of the media to recognize it as basically an instigated coup coup by the um president um at the moment is uh quite telling right um because the media is basically an arm of all of this colonialism and capitalism as well because ultimately it benefits them it doesn't benefit them to recognize that actually this is a failing of the system and you have to remember people are saying this is not democracy this is not us this is not america this is not this this is us this is us right um and like jody was saying exactly not surprising but frustratingly expected as well exactly and let's not forget about COVID for a second, right? We are in the middle of a pandemic and all these hordes of people went to the capital without masks. Well, some of them were wearing gas masks because they were gassing. <laughs> they were like setting off gas bombs or whatever. Um, it's just crazy, right? That That's the epitome of white supremacy and like just... Ne- we have to remember that it's like neoliberalism and capitalism at the root of it right um and you know the fact that these people went there in the height of the pandemic it's 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 insane and um even in britain okay let's talk about britain let's talk about boris johnson's policies right dithering about waiting until the last minute to implement any changes you turning on changes uh, you turning on policies for example like now suddenly it, schools are closed until mid-February but actually just like a day or two ago um, they were saying that schools are absolutely safe schools are safe right and now actually schools are not safe we're going to follow the the science and close schools down okay 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 Boris um, and actually when when people say, oh, this is our only option, so it becomes acceptable because people are like, oh, it's our only option, so we just kind of have to go along with it, right? This is the narrative that is being like uh, shown right now and because of the pandemic, right? Like when, when it's really not the only option, if you didn't wait this long, this would not be the only option. In fact, it's not the only option even now. Um, So something that I posted about yesterday on my um, stories was about the Overton window. And it's basically basically a scale of what is initially unacceptable and is called crazy, is called, um, you know, insane. Like, like, why are you thinking about this? To it slowly being acceptable and normalized. And this is what we see happening. Yes, my nails have fallen off. (laughs) Um, But um, this is what we have seen with neoliberalism and fascism. Fascism is now mainstream, right? If you think about it, how, how is a president, right? of the United States going up there and basically instigating like um, alt-right groups to uh, storm the capital, right? Or enter the capital. Like, how is this happening? It is because fascism is now like mainstream. And if you think about it, new colonialism in like the, oh my goodness, my dates are so bad. Um, like 80s, uh, you know, Reagan, Thatcher, suppressing unions, marketization, uh, privatization of like, uh institutions and stuff like that that is how we've got here 
we have to remember that economic policy, social policies have contributed to all of this. We have to zoom out and have a look at, okay, what is actually happening on a larger systemic level in the media, not just on an interpersonal level? Obviously, that is important as well. And we have lots of organizations talking about these things and actually lobbying and rallying the government to do this, such as like Be Seen and stuff. Um, And yeah, you know, neoliberalism is now the gold standard, which is scary right? It's scary seeing what is happening all over the world now. And the world knows, the world knows that this is flawed. The world knows that democracy is flawed, right? This isn't even democracy when it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, is the rise in overt racism correlating with the rise of anti-racist movements? Um, I suppose, yes. Um, because the more pushback you have from one party, the other party's going to be like, oh, you know, they might feel demonized and uh, they might feel like a bit like, oh, okay, uh, well, I'm going to push back as well. Um, but like I said, we are not any different. We are on a very, very slippery slope, you know, on this scale from, you know, uh, crazy to accepted. We are, you know, we are so far right that it's center, you know? <laughs> it's so far right that it's center now. Um, the average is now kind of right, center right. And now anything that is uh, reminiscent of like socialism is oh, not even socialism. So anything that's like benefiting the general good is like deemed as radical leftist <laughs> malarkey, right? Um, and things like austerity, things like austerity, that is not normal, but is normalized, right? If you think about the Overton window again, like it's, it's now like, I think that's kind of, that stuff is normalized. Um, and it's in our everyday lives. The, the more you think about it, it's permeated literally every level of society. So you think about schools, marketization, like, um, you know, league tables, um, the job market, obviously that is, even it, the name in itself, the job market, right? We are basically selling our souls, <laughs> um, if you thought about it that way. Um, but yeah, you know, like back in the day, actually, there was a moment in time when social democracy or like social, um, social democratic economic policies was actually the main thing especially after the war when like unions were very important in bringing people together it was getting very dark in here um is this better yeah slightly better um you know back in the day that was actually really prevalent but now because you know of privatization and like suppressing of like unions suppressing of people basically now this is like pretty normal which is scary. Um, But let's be clear, we're not hating on white people here. We're not hating on them. We're trying to get to the root of the issue, which is the roots of capitalism and colonialism, and which is why we need to change the structure for people to actually think differently. Because at the end of the day, this is a battle of ideologies and the way people think um, affects everything else. Um, and the more people think this is normal, the more this is going to happen. And that's just the truth. 
Um, and so this is much bigger than any race, any group of people. This We are all part of this system. When I talk about capitalism as a system, we are part of that system. Me and you talking reinforces that system. You know, us talking to our colleagues reinforces that system or, you know, is breaking that system, opening that Overton window, to use that phrase. Um, but by centering the issue on ourselves and on our individual level, obviously that's very important, but by centering you know, these issues on ourselves when we're not like as marginalized as other groups is, it means that we'll never get past, we'll never get past to the real issue because we're stuck talking about ourselves when actually all of us are part of this. Um, the more we talk about ourselves, the more we expose the pervasiveness of all these ideologies um, and like racism and neocolonialism, and which is exactly what the Mahjong line is, neocolonialism. This is exactly what making Asian food clean is, neocolonialism, right? Colonialism is here, still here, guys, like it's still here. So how can we, how can we combat this? There's a lot more I could go into, but like, I don't want to make it too long. And I hope it's been as succinct as possible. Um, but basically, the, a liberatory consciousness framework, which I will leave in the uh, caption once this is done, is um, was by Barbara J. Love. And she basically uh, proposed this framework, which is awareness analysis, action, and accountability. And all four steps are very, very important, right? So awareness is being like, not being surprised at these things. When these things happen, like those um, white supremacists basically storming the capital, if we are surprised, we are susceptible to the idea that, you know, we could accept ideas out of shock. If we are surprised, it means that we have not thought about this enough, right? If we are surprised, it means that we have not really thought about how deep running these issues are, even in Britain, right? Even in Britain, you, we all know we all know that the alt-right would do this kind of thing if given the chance. Um, and like in the book, The Shock Doctrine by Naomi Klein, the more shocked we are, the more people can do to fill the vacuum of our inaction. When we freeze, when we are shocked, people, you know, policy governments can take extreme action to like, like the, like the coup we saw yesterday. Um, I would really recommend that book, by the way. Let me, let me get out. Um, this is the book I was talking about. Um, it's called The Shock Doctrine, and it is very good. It basically talks about like how um, the US and its cronies, basically UK, um, went around the world and basically like kind of re tried to redo any everything in the model of the gold standard of Western democracy, which we all know is not democracy. Um, yeah, and then, okay, so there's awareness, then there's uh, analysis, and most of the people jump from awareness to action. Action is great, but if you don't have a solid foundation on which to take action, that's become that's when things become performative, baseless, um, basically a bit empty, right? We all saw all this performative activism and allyship last year and still now um, in the light of like Black Lives Matter and all like the, the, the disgusting, you know, murder of black, 
people. And we have to educate ourselves on the bigger issues, on capitalism, colonialism. There is so much literature out there. I really feel for these scholars and like academics who have gone to so much trouble to publish these works and really educate and, and put out educational content for it to be ignored at policy level because of ideas such as neoliberalism being like, you know, exalted as the gold standard. But and when and when we jump from you know, awareness to action, it leaves out an important moment for us to actually pause and reflect on ourselves. How are we contributing to this? It, you know, instead of just instantly thinking, oh, I'm not racist, or like, oh, I could never do this, or I would never storm the Capitol. But if you think about it, if you were in their shoes, you would, we would hundred, I, I know I would hundred percent do the same, not because I don't know any better, because when we are incubated in that sort of environment, when we are separated in our own like little coves, little bubbles, in our own little social media bubbles of like activism or whatever, we forget there are people like that. And they forget that they are not the only people in the world as well. So we are all guilty. We are all guilty of being in this system and reinforcing it, myself included. Um, so we need to educate ourselves, right? Um, I, I'm going to try and post a lot more content on this kind of thing, because otherwise I feel like my sociology degree, um, will be wasted. <laughs> um, and when we go to action, we need to understand these terms like structural racism, anti-blackness, white supremacy, right? We need to understand how, how institutions work together. So like the media, um, what other institutions are there? Education, um, religion, right? Myself as a Christian, I have to, I have to think about how am I contributing to this, right? Um, and it's really important to actually reflect on how we are contributing to the system because the system operates on a macro and a micro level. So macro level will be the institutions and the micro will be our individual interpersonal uh what do you call it interaction so like you with your uncle bob or bill right like when they are talking about like oh you know why are they um like looting the shop you can be like no it's not looting right um or actually yes this is a riot yes this is a coup yes this is terrorism right like your interpersonal reaction uh, inter interpersonal sorry interpersonal um like responses and like interactions reinforce the bigger picture right so you've got to tell that uncle bob that yeah this the yes what happened yesterday was was terrorism um and then we need to get out of either or either this or that conversations like if you want to refer, refer back to my podcast my first episode ever on the podcast actually about like empathy was actually you know what i was talking about you know getting out of our bubbles we need to get out of our bubbles because if we stay in it, we will be effectively brainwashed, right? In our own little like social enclave, enclave. Don't know how to pronounce that word. Um, and it's that's really dangerous. That's really dangerous. We need to recognize that there is a whole world out there and how we reconcile with other sides is to actually get out in there into no man's land and actually speak up about it. Um, outside of our own bubbles um and yeah so 
we have to we have to know that we all have we have we we have agency we have that the power to talk about it and to actually do something so just starting the conversation is really really important um and yeah remember that we are not exempt as brits right like the alt-right is prevalent here just think about nigel farage this just think about even the conservatives I don't even want to get far started on that, but you know what? This is not this is not not democracy. This is exactly what Western democracy is, and it is showing its true colors. Not that it hasn't ever. It's just that you know this is the most obvious that it's perhaps been. And I've just been loving seeing all the memes being like, "Oh, the if the United States or the United States, it would go and save the United States from its you know the the, the tyranny of the United States." I, it's it's just very ironic. Um, but anyway, yeah. And the last thing I want to say is we need to be accountable, right? That's the last step of the con- liberatory consciousness framework, um, awareness, analysis, action, accountability. We are not just accountable to other people. We are accountable f- to humanity because this affects the world. Um, the, West, the, the West has, you know, gone into other countries, other other continents and you know basically just this is how this is why the world is is the way it is now this is how i came to be in this country if the if britain didn't go and invade like china i don't think i would be here um but anyway i think that's all we have to cover today we have covered an awful lot i'm going to post this on my podcast so if you're watching this live thank you very much for joining me if you have any comments or like any questions don't hesitate to message me oh there was one question that i forgot to answer basically why do colonized people think that colonialism is good and that like the west is good it's very sad when i see um like people in other countries like basically uh worshiping what the west is doing or like worshiping america or like you know save us america as much as what is happening is hong kong is very very it's very sad it breaks my heart like when they were saying like save us america or like save us britain like look at what is happening they can't even save themselves like don't don't rely on this white savior saviorism thing like to to save you right so yeah if you have any more questions just just let me know that's it for today's let's talk episode If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform, share this episode on social media, and leave a review so that others can benefit from it too. And until the next episode, cheers to your endless confidence. Joelle.